This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to episode number nine of Double Tap for Monday, the 12th of September 2022. It's a brand new week. And today we get into your feedback and we're also hearing from one of our listeners, Kevin Chow, joins us to talk all about Envision glasses. You're listening to Double Time, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. <laughs> Sean Priest is with me once again. Hello, Sean Priest. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Stephen. How are you? Well, as always, I am <laughs> amazing, as you well yeah, know. Yeah, of course. Yes, yeah. yes. It's I like dancing to that, to that theme tune, you know. It, it's very... Um, it's a foot tapper, I believe the kids say. Yeah, you and Marco Flalo, he was saying that on Saturday as well. He likes to uh, boogie on down. With oh, our well, theme. If, if one thing Mark's got, it's rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not dancing, though. I don't know. No. <laughs> maybe, maybe a good ear for stuff, but certainly not for, for dancing. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I certainly can't dance to save myself. Why are we talking about dancing? I, I don't know. Sorry, carry it. You've yeah, derailed I, us already. Uh, five seconds in. Well done. Yeah, well done. Uh, yeah, brand new week. How are you feeling? Happy Monday. Yeah. I'm feeling good. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm feeling great. Good. We've got lots to get through today. We're going to be joined, as I mm. said, by Kevin Chow. He's one of our listeners who got in touch with us to tell us all about the Envision glasses. He wrote in a fantastic email to us to feedback yeah. at ami.ca, and I thought it'd be really cool to get him on to talk about it rather than just reading out his email because he spent two months with these glasses already. So... He's got quite a bit of experience under his belt, and I thought it'd be kind of cool just to hear what he's got to say about it. Someone who's actually had hands-on experience with an item. That's crazy talk. I've told yes. you. This is the future Fantastic. of this show. We are going to be, uh, we are going to be educational and informative. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark says he wants to bring bit. a new feature to our show, which is <gasps> actual you know, facts. He wants to try it as a new feature. Facts. Alternate facts. Okay, let's, let's try it. <laughs> I'm I'm not sure about it to be honest. I, I don't like it. Well, I mean, I Kevin's. Opinion. I think Kevin's going to be like a yo-yo because he's got so much kit. It's unbelievable. Yeah, he so does. He's going to be coming back a few times, I think. Well, that's right. Because as well as talking about the Envision glasses, he also talked to us about the uh, dot pad as well, didn't he? He mentioned that in his email. So we'll see if he uh, has mm-hmm. any views on that. Um, again, the, the dot pad, which is actually a, a very interesting device because not many people have these due to the price of them. Uh, some people are getting demo units sent out. I did uh, play with a mine. Uh, I got mine for two weeks to play with, and it was quite interesting to try it out and just see how it works, how this whole tactile design thing works. I have to be honest. Well, you know what? I'm not going to say anything because we've got a Double Tap TV special coming up on it, so oh, I'll maybe hold off and share my review. Look at that. Yeah, I see. That's how to reel them in, Stephen Tuesdays, Scott. Tuesdays, 8pm Eastern, and on YouTube. Just search <laughs> Double Tap dot uh, whatever. No, dot Double Tap. What is it? YouTube. <laughs> youtube.com slash double tap on air well done because you can find us across social media yes at double tap on air well done yeah Uh, so we're going to dive into some feedback today because uh eleanor got in touch remember eleanor she got in touch on the she was on the old show with us and she used to call in the listener line eleanor line the eleanor line as we called it yes that is the number if you are in the uk you can call us on 0204 Five seven one three three five four. If you want to get in touch with us here uh, in Canada, one eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven. I don't know why I always well, pause at that eight zero three. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but that eight zero three that always makes me just stop for a second Nervous. and kind of go, yes. uh, yeah, one eight seven seven. I feel like I'm jumping off a cliff at that point. One eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven. Or as I say in the UK, it's o two o four five seven one. Three three five four. How I'm remembering all this is beyond That's me. That's really impressive, yeah. isn't it? The Canada number is easy enough, but yeah, the UK one, I have no idea. Can you remember your a card number for your bank account? Do you no, I see. It used to be ingrained in my memory. Mm. I could just reel it off. I had to do the imaginary keypad with my hand. You know, ding, 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 ding. Yep. Like I was yep. tapping it in somewhere. Yeah, but I could always remember it. But it's been that long since I've used my card for anything. I have no idea anymore. I don't even remember the uh, security code on the back. It's gone. You don't even remember the security code? 
No, and that's just three. But it's that. It's so rare that um, Apple Pay, right? Ding! Mm. Processing payment. Ding! Look at your face. I know, I know. Do you really want this takeaway delivery again? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Sarah got, my partner got a um, a new credit card the other day, and it is the totally flat one. No embossed number on it. Uh, She hates it. But, um, yeah, I, I just, no need to use the card anymore. And also all these new, this new bank thing as well. You know, you're getting bank cards now that don't even have any numbers on them at all. All the numbers are contained within the app, which is actually quite cool, right? Because you think to yourself, sense. well, it does. But but here's the best bit about it. I was reading about one of these accounts. It's off these online accounts, usually online only. You set them up maybe through an app. Uh, you, we're starting to see a lot of these developing. And um, one of the great things is that if you lose your card, uh well, actually, no, that's not true. If you, it's not if you lose your card. If you think you've been hacked or you think that your number, your bank has been uh, hacked or mm. you're concerned about it, you can just regenerate a new 16-digit number. You don't need a new card. You don't need anything because they just refresh the numbers for you. Oh, that's like such a good idea. Yeah, really, really simple. So I like that. Uh, anyway, yes, we are going to get to your feedback because uh, lots of interesting stuff. As I say, Eleanor has been in touch. And follows up on a conversation Mark and I had a couple of weeks back now here on uh, Double Tap at the weekend. And we were talking about sleeping in and we were sharing our stories of in the days of radio when we would sleep in, which is the most nervous, uh, nerve-wracking thing ever, is sleeping in for a show. Run! Uh, well, this, this voicemail's kind of timely, let's just say. Let's see what she has to say. Hi, Double Tappers. It's Eleanor here on the UK hotline. <laughs> the new show is great, with the usual banter. And well done, Stephen, for managing not to sleep in so far. We all know that Sean's super glued to his shed and hardly bothers to sleep at all. (laughs) Talking about sleeping in, I have a sleeping in story for Mark. This happened many years ago when I was a child and British summertime had come round when you put the clocks forward an hour. Unfortunately, my mum put the clocks back, which meant she got my sister and myself up two hours after we should have been. (laughs) We were made to fling on our clothes and rush off to church without any breakfast. Over 60 years later, I still feel deprived of that breakfast. Keep up the good work. And I'm listening to Life After Blindness on a Sunday to stop the withdrawal symptoms. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, lots of changes took place when we uh, left the old show. But, you know, we are here, of course. Uh, I, I say the old show because, you know, it was kind of going running alongside as we were doing Double Tap. We were moonlighting over on Blind Guy. Uh, but, you know, we stopped that. We, we, we saw where our bread is buttered. Is that a phrase in Canada? Yes, we're just so scared of Mr. F, basically. We are terrified of Mr. F. Mr. F is frightening. God bless you, Mr. F. Mr. F is frightening today. Um, And most days, actually, in fairness. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I still can't quite get that clocks forward, clock backwards. I'm nearly 50 years old, but still, I don't know how many days are in any month. No idea. I can't remember that rhyme for the life of me. 30 days has September, April, June, and November, all the rest of 31. And then it all goes weird. (laughs) It does, except for these or that or that on this occasion, in which case it doesn't. If it there's doesn't a man with a sense. hat on a Tuesday. Uh, yes, yeah. exactly. And uh, I also can never remember, is it fall back or spring forward or fall forward and spring back? I have no idea. So, um, yes, I can understand that. Yeah, well, there you I go. I, that I, for Eleanor's mum. I will say that I once got <laughs> up for work. And I got myself all ready and I was sitting, uh, having a nice cup of tea and I thought I'll call my taxi. I used to start very early in the morning, so I'd be starting the job around, I'd need to be in the office for about 5am. So I'd have to leave my house about 4 and I'm sitting there and uh, my dad comes in and he goes to his work at 3am. You know, we're, we're very early starts in our, in our house yes. at that time. And um, I remember him coming in and I'm thinking, why, why is he still here? He should be he should be gone by now. And he said, it's only 2 a.m., Stephen. I was up yeah. two hours earlier. And I have to say, I was raging. Oh. Because you know that way oh. you're the, you get so little sleep as it is, and now I'm yeah, even less. It. Yeah. See, the trouble is, oh, 
now you got two hours to stay awake and not just. But in the middle of the off. night. Ah, oh, it's crazy. Start. You want to start calling people. You think I want to start annoying somebody. I want. To, I want other people oh, should yeah. be up. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's the first place you go to, Stephen Scott. That says a lot. In well fairness, done. though, I would, call you. I would probably call you. I would probably call you these days because <laughs> you probably up. In fact, I think one occasion I called you, and I think it was something like six in the morning, and you were, or was it four yes. in the morning, and you were making bacon. Oh yeah, no, I'm always up early. Yes, I go to oh, bed about eight o'clock. You were that's it. why. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, I wasn't making bacon. That would be weird. <laughs> Slicing a pig up in your in your kitchen. That's not very nice. Uh, yes, thank Gross. you, Eleanor. Great email, a great voicemail, I should say. Thank you for getting in touch on the Eleanor line and uh, do keep uh, calling on the other one, the Greg line, as we call it, because he was the first to call. You see, yes, that's how it works here. Right. more you call, the line gets devoted to you. Um, okay, let's get an email from Chris, and Laura reads this in for us. My name is Chris Peltz, and I'm a new listener to the Double Tap podcast. I enjoy listening and get a lot out of your content. I was a YouTube creator for a few years before starting a podcast called Blind Grilling Experience. While the main thrust of my show is cooking, I would like to venture into other topics. Would it be better to start a completely separate podcast or include the various topics in the existing show? Thank you for what you guys are doing. Chris. Okay, thanks. Uh, Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Laura, for reading it. Um... That is uh, an interesting question. Do, do you start a brand new podcast? Do you do what we do? Just talk absolute guff and somewhere in between tech news comes out. Um, yeah, it's a grilling show, honestly. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yes. There's no real answer to this, though. Is there, Oh, and by the way, welcome to the show, Chris. Nice yeah, to have you. Yeah, welcome along. Um, is there a real answer? There's no, there's no hard and fast rule, is no. there? I mean, do you, you can keep, like, one channel with separate podcasts on it really i mean you could put it under one brand i suppose but it depends what the other topics are um i'm, I'm gonna definitely look out for a blind grilling though that sounds cool that sounds very cool um i will say i think that you know when we were doing the other show uh we fell into this trap of i mean we've done it on our shows or my whole career i've done this pretty much which is i start with an intention and then go way off track and then somehow end up back <laughs> yeah. it's kind of just like blind people going out for a walk generally um and, you know, I I was just like, you know, I, I think to myself, well, do we create a show, a different show that applies to this particular topic? But I don't know. I think then you dilute yourself too much, right? And I think these days, you know, I, I'm, I'm never against another podcast. I think more podcasts are good. I mean, I always I remember someone saying to me recently, actually, you know, they were thinking of starting a podcast and they're like, you know, so many podcasts out there. Do you think, do you think we should start another podcast? And I'm like, look, no one's ever turned around to an author and said, okay, that's enough books. We've had enough. No more no, books. Exactly. That's so right. no, I think that's, I think it's fine, you know, create more podcasts, but I think for your audience, it might get a little bit irritating if you're, you know, diluting your content to the point where, you know, it's like, I, I, I can't find what you're doing. Maybe just do a one-off every so often on something else. Um, or it's maybe just blind, blind grilling and more. Um, you know, that's the cheap <laughs> way of doing it, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I'd, like I said, I don't think there's a hard and fast rule to it. If it works, it there works. Isn't. If it doesn't, then, then, you know, split it up into separate ones. But Ask your audience. Yeah, that's knows? what we do. You know, ask your audience, see what they think. They Absolutely. might turn around and say, actually, you know what, do it here. Or, you know, just build the stories in. I think, you know, one thing that I've learned about podcasting that's different to broadcasting is that... Um, you know, broadcasting is, and, and last week was a, a, a good example of where broadcasting is important uh, because, you know, for us, we're on air every day and we're putting this out. Yes, it goes out as a podcast, but it's a radio show, right? So it's going out every single day. And for that reason, we're keeping up to date with what's happening in the world and what's going on. Uh, podcasts don't generally do that. They tend to live inside their own bubble. And, you know, that's the difference. And that's not a bad thing at all. Um, so... No. I think you, you know, that's that's the difference for me is that you kind of get that separation going um, well, you know, from what's happening in the, the real world, you know, to today. Yeah, depending on the topic, it could be evergreen. Material, well, that's right. right? Yeah, it, it's it's always relevant to someone. Yeah, uh, let's get another email in. Uh, thank you, Chris, for that. Really appreciate that. Hope that's useful to you. Uh, Des writes in, and uh, again, Laura reads this message. Hello, team. I wonder whether anyone with specialist knowledge could do a podcast on the accessible in-home display unit used to monitor smart meters. I particularly want to get some help by a demonstration or comparison on how to access the British Gas app. They say this is the most reasonable adjustment they can make. 
I have been trying to get them to provide an accessible in-home display unit, but they are refusing to provide me with one. I would like to know how I can use the British Gas app to monitor the amount of energy I'm using in the home, equivalent to that illustrated by the smart meters display unit. I believe this could help us with dealing with the energy crisis that we face at the moment and hope that someone with the skills can provide some assistance by doing a podcast. Thank you so much, Des. Thanks, Des. Um, well, look, I'm going to make this really simple for you. Uh, you shouldn't really have to be relying on the app to do that. You should be getting the smart meter. If you're, you know, Obviously, Des, you're in the UK. Um, you know, Contact the RNIB, the Royal National Institute of Blind People there, uh, and ask specifically for John Warsfold. I'm telling you, that's the guy you want to talk to, specifically at that organisation, because he is the guy, uh, and I'm assuming he's still there. I left the RNIB uh, last year, but um, assuming he's still there, he's the guy who's been campaigning tirelessly for companies, the, the, the energy companies in the UK, to provide these. They, they are available, and oftentimes the people you speak to on the phone don't know about these devices, but they are available. And it should be possible for you to get one of these accessible in-home displays. That's another thing as well, Sean. It's important for people to know the language here. Accessible in-home display. The meter is not the smart bit. Uh, or at least it's not the accessible bit because the meter is doing all the, the calculations. Interface. Exactly. That's right. The interface is the in-home display. Uh, now, this is something I don't know what the... I'm really keen to hear from my Canadian listeners on this uh, as to what it's like in Canada here with these devices. Do you have such a thing? Because I know in the UK we've talked about this. This might be just UK. I'd like to think it's universal. But again, this is an example of where this technology is either going to be, you know, supremely universal or this is an example where, you know, some countries get ahead of the game. And, you know, we've heard a lot about this. This Well, um, well, we, well ahead sorry. of the game in terms of the tech, but not necessarily Biting the access to it. Here. No, no, go for it. Go for it. It's an absolute disgrace because this technology has been around for a good few years now. I mean, I think the first time we went to an event together, Stephen, it was years ago now, right? Yeah, that's right. They I were remember. demoing the accessible uh, smart meter displays. The rollout of accessible HUDs, the, the, the frontline staff, customer service, barely know anything about it. Um, the companies don't know the rules. They can't refuse you access to that. They have them, Des. And if they refuse, you kick up a fuss because that is not on. That is an absolute disgrace. How dare they refuse you access to an accessible smart meter? Absolute nonsense. You shout and you fight and you get that. And, uh, yeah, call the RNIB, like um, Stephen said. But it's an absolute disgrace. I, I was recently, I asked for a smart meter because the cost of energy at the moment is so high. I want to keep a track of it. So I recently asked for one and I said it needs to be accessible. They had no idea whatsoever. And I said, if, it, if the engineer turns up and he hasn't got an accessible one, I'm going to refuse. And he turned up, didn't have an accessible one, and I refused it. I then, after that, I've got a call and spoke to someone who actually knows about this stuff, you know. But still, I shouldn't have to. It shouldn't be this difficult. It's an absolute disgrace to roll out and what they, they bumbled this. Every engineer's um, energy supplier, they've absolutely made a mockery of it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and, you know, again, I don't know what the situation is in Canada with these. I hope they're universal, but I'd be interested to hear what our Canadian audience has to say. Yeah, um, let's know. So, yeah, get in touch with RNIB, Des, and uh, good luck. Let us know how you got on. Uh, let's hear from uh, Darren. He is uh, commenting to us about the Stellar Trek, and he sent in this voicemail. Hi, this is Darren from Bexley. Um, we um podcast about the Stellar Trek. Um that was interesting. I actually went on YouTube and went onto Humanware's YouTube channel and found a video about it um, by Peter Tusip, I think his name is. And yeah, although it is expensive, um, I think when you compare it to the Orcam Read, if the OCR is as good as the Orcam Read, I think this could be a serious contender and it's cheaper. And it's got the GPS facilities as well, which would uh, make it more value for money. But I'm undecided as to how I feel about the price, really, whether I think it's good or bad, really. It mm -hmm. is an expensive product, but it's got two cameras in there. Um, I've heard the speech. It sounded like the Samantha speech. In the, but this 
video was made in America, it will probably end up with the same voice as, as the stream does, neither the best nor the worst. Um, at least it doesn't have eloquence, which I agree, <laughs> I think Sean said once, I think it's horrible. Aww. And uh, I think it's awful speech, the eloquence. And considering the price they charge for Jaws, I think they could put far better speech in it as standard rather than eloquence. But that's another uh, subject. <laughs> yeah, so I think if the OCR is as good as the OCAM, I think things are going in the right direction. And it will be interesting to see where they take this product further. I don't know whether I'll be buying one at this stage simply because I don't travel enough. Well, I don't travel on my own at all unless I go by cab or transport somehow. So I don't really go walking around on my own. So I don't think it'll be worth me getting one at this current point in time, but maybe in the future. We'll see how it develops. Thank you for the podcast, and I look forward to more. This is Darren saying bye for now, and thank you. Yeah, thank you, Darren. I appreciate that. And uh, you, of course, getting in touch there on the line. Um, and, you know, again, it comes back to this point about how the, the cost of something can impact the access to it. Uh, you know, I mean, we've had this conversation so much in the past couple of weeks, and, and I think that's certainly the case with this. Again, we seem to be in a situation where, you know, it could be really beneficial to people, but the cost is actually prohibitive. And, and that's where I think that's why we always tend to end up back at the place of, well, what else is out there? What else can we get access to that is, you know, either available through a smartphone or through another device? I mean, the, the Blanchard Classic or an iPhone or an Android, you know, to me, those are the three categories of smartphones out there that are really worth looking at. Um, listen, thank you for your feedback. Keep it coming. Email us feedback at ami.ca. Calls on that number. The listener line is one eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven. If you are in uh, the US or Canada, give us a call on that number. Uh, you can also find us uh, on social media at Double Tap on Air. Uh, coming up next, we are going to be joined by Kevin Chow. And Kevin uh, has Envision glasses. I'm very jealous because I'm still waiting, still waiting for mine. But I'll tell you more about that in a minute. Me too. Uh, I'll complain in a moment. <laughs> You're not getting any. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Envision glasses, uh, he's had them for two months. So really intrigued to hear his take on them and what he thinks. And, uh, yeah, we'll get that on the other side of this uh, short break. You're listening to Double Tap here on AMI-audio and on podcast. Remember, you can subscribe and uh, find us wherever you basically you get your podcasts. And don't forget Double Tap TV as well. Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can find uh, out all about that by going to ami.ca slash Double Tap. Stick around. Kevin Chow coming up next here on Double Tap to talk all about Envision. Send us your feedback to feedback at ami.ca. Leave us a voicemail at 1-877-803-4567. You're listening to Double Tap. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. Yeah, back to the show. And today, Sean Priest and I are going to be talking all about Envision glasses. Well, we are not because, you know, what do we know, right? Nothing. I'm, I'm still waiting. For my demo pair to arrive. Still waiting, Sean Priest. Still waiting. How dare they make you wait for your free pair of Envision glasses? It's, it's a, a damn disgrace. disgrace. It's a damn disgrace. You should disgrace. complain more. I think I might, actually. Yeah. Who do I write to to say, where am I? Why is, why is my free stuff not here? Uh, Envision, I'm very grateful for anything you'd like to send me, not no, Stephen Scott. Don't, don't, don't be sending him stuff. If, if he no, gets no, no. something before me, I'll be deeply annoyed. Okay. <laughs> deeply, deeply annoyed. annoyed. Okay. Wow. Okay. Sorry. Carry on. They'll they'll be with you soon. I know. I can't wait. I'd, I'll be honest. I'd love to get my hands on these. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Kevin Chow is joining us, listener to the show, long-time listener, actually, and uh, he joins us now. Uh, well, now, Kevin, whereabouts are you in the world? I'm in the Bay Area in California. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I bet it's warm there. Oh, he's cool. We've got a heat dome going on, so definitely it's on the warmer side. Mm. Um it's been in the 90s here and uh, some places in the 110. Oof. Wow. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, Stephen has to talk about the weather. It's, it's in his British contract. It is in the, it's in the British part of my <laughs> Canadian contract with AMI. We must talk about I think Canadians do this as well. I think it's a thing, right? I mean, obviously in California, you're used to one temperature, and that is uh, blisteringly hot or mm. on fire. He's living in paradise. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, we're going to be talking today all about Envision glasses uh, because I I think what's been interesting, Kevin, and, and you'll know this as well by uh, listening to our show, we've been talking a lot about Ira 
over the past couple of weeks already. And, you know, the fact that Ira is now available on Envision glasses has got a lot of people interested because it brings Ira to a wearable device, which is brilliant. Uh, but I, I'd kind of like to learn more about the Envision glasses themselves and what they can do. Now, we are going to be speaking uh, to the wonderful people at Envision. Karthik Karnan joins us on a, an episode coming soon on Double Tap TV. So watch out on Double Tap TV, Tuesdays, 8pm Eastern on AMI-TV for that. Uh, but for now, let's talk about the glasses with you because you've had them now for, what, two months? Yeah, I've had them for about two months. I got them shortly after um, they made the announcement of, like, that Ira was going to be on them and um, just some kind of uh, new promos and structure changes. So, yeah, I got them in the beginning of July. Oh, that's interesting. So you got them around about the time when the the announcement was made about Ira. So that was something that, that kind of drew you to it, I guess. That was something that made you think, this is the reason now to get these. Yes, because I've heard about them before and I was like, well, the, the feature set sounds pretty good and stuff like that, but let's see if it kind of, ends up being more of a platform and other um, things end up being built on it. Okay, uh, so let's maybe talk through, for people who don't know about Envision Glasses, because I was watching a webinar um, on YouTube, which they had done right about the time when Ira and Envision were getting together. And it was a really helpful webinar. But interestingly, a lot of people coming up in the questions were asking, okay, so what is Envision? We get the Ira thing, but what is Envision? What does it do? So you've had it for two months. Talk us through the features. Talk us through what this thing can actually do, what these glasses can do. Yeah, so first, I guess it's similar to, I'm sure quite a bit of the listeners are going to be familiar with apps like Seeing AI and um, different um, apps that will identify things out there in the world. So it uses the Envision AI app um, that you use to initially pair and um set up your different uh, settings that you want, but it will do things from like short text where you can just have live text, just read um, whatever's in front of you. Um, it'll also allow you to scan documents or even do uh, like a bad scan mode type of thing where you can scan multiple documents in a, a row. It's always the same, isn't it? It's always something starts talking to you as soon as you uh, start doing a show, Sean. This is this is our everything life. Talks. Sorry. I know, exactly. We yeah. spend an hour turning everything off. It's I, impossible. I, honestly, I go around my room and I tell I tell Lady A to be quiet. I tell Do my phone to be quiet. Yes. And then all of a sudden, you know, the thing that got me was one day, Kevin, I was doing the show and all of a sudden in the middle of it, my iPad starts ringing and my iPad never rings. And I'm thinking, how does that decide? And what, this AI is taking over. I mean, it can't Just find me a restaurant, but it can somehow start ringing a phone <laughs> when I didn't want it to. Anyway, sorry, you were saying. Right, sorry, definitely. <laughs> These ways, things find a way of being disruptive when we're not wanting them to <laughs> yes, be. Yeah, uh, yeah. fine. Um, yeah, so the main, um, I think the, the the tagline that Envision has is um, hear, the, hear your world. So it allows you to basic all the visual information from either short text, it will allow you to just um, have a live read of whatever's in front of you, whether that be like mail or just text or even just um, like a, a signs out um, at a business or just kind of flyers and stuff like that. It'll read those things kind of like pretty instantly or even like a scan document mode that will allow you to like batch scan and give you um, pretty nice and pretty guided feedback as far as um, either uh, move your head up or um, tilt the, move the document down or um, move the document right or move your uh, glasses left and stuff like that or move your head left um, to also identifying things like color, um, if the lights are on or off, it'll give you the kind of um, feed the feedback uh, tone change of the lights are on. Um, it'll recognize colors in kind of two different ways, like a simple or more of a complex mode. Um, personally, the simple one, the basic ones make more sense to me. The more elaborate color structures are beyond me. Um, and also recognize currency. So it um, uses the cash reader. I think that was one of the first apps. Um, similar to the one that's available on the mobile devices. Um, it uses the same cache reader. So it um, recognizes pretty quickly. Um, and uh, so that's pretty cool to do that, do that hands-free. And um, it also has a feature called um, call an ally. So allies are essentially your personal friends and family network that you can call up and um, have them see from your perspective of what your Envision glasses see. 
So it's been cool using that uh, just to uh, kind of capture moments and share them or even kind of get help of kind of like, hey, I'm inside this um, store, this place, I'm trying to find um, such and such or this person's pointing whatever way. So um, <laughs> yeah, so definitely it's been a cool thing to just call up an ally and um, it feels like they're basically there with you um, in school, not having to hold the phone. Um, and it also has features like describing a scene. So you can take a picture of like a room or kind of a people or whatever you're, whatever's in front of you. And it'll do a pretty good job of describing like, oh, there's, um, for example, we took our uh, pet, our dog to uh, obedience training. It was a puppy and it would take kind of pictures and it would say like, a puppy in front of a classroom or a, um, a teacher in front of a classroom or stuff like that. Um, so it's um, pretty cool of how uh, it does give you a sense of kind of what's going on. And um, yeah, there's some pretty like nice and useful things that it'll just kind of give you uh, a sense of visual information and convert it into sound and um, things that are accessible for us uh, blind people. Amazing. Now, Kevin, a lot of those features will, you know, people will be familiar with, with like you said, apps like Seeing AI and the Envision app itself, which has been around a while now, and actually I think is probably you know the the, the closest comparison app to Seeing AI, which I, you know, people hold up as the sort of benchmark, right? Envision, the Envision app has always been great. Um, do you find the the app functions on the glasses just as well as it does using the smartphone obviously we got the convenience factor of the camera always you know head mounted camera you don't have to hold the phone out but as for the actual functionality of it itself you know the uh, short text reading and things like that do you find it just as good as it is on the smartphone um so feature set wise i think there's like one a couple of features that are um available like on just the glasses and for on the app like one is like the call an ally feature I believe that's only available on the glasses. And then like the barcode scanning, that's only available on the phone app. Um, but I guess as far as like side-by-side -side comparison of like the short text, um, the benefit that the phone has is like, if you're scanning something in a, like a, for example, if I'm going to like the, refrigerator or freezer to look for an item, it may sometimes be not enough, there may, may not be enough light in there. So in that case, like the glasses may tell not read as well or not um, be able to recognize it without turning on the kitchen lights, for example, um, versus the phone app, it'll be able to just turn on the flash and um, be able to recognize it. Yeah, that's a good point. I, w I was thinking that maybe the, you know, because the, the app runs, the Envision app runs actually on the glasses itself that maybe it's the, uh, the glasses, because they're so small, is not quite as powerful as the average smartphone. So maybe it was slightly, you know, is, is it nice and responsive when it gives you the answers? Um, I've been pretty amazed at how responsive it is, given the form factor and like that it is on your head. But um, I guess if you were to kind of side by side compare, if you're more familiar with how the Envision app performs on your phone, you will definitely notice like, kind of a performance hit that it does it does a little bit take a little bit longer to process maybe just a couple of extra seconds but um i, I guess the balance the balance of those couple of extra seconds are you may not even be able to scan or kind of read that bit of text because both your hands may have been occupied or just the aspect of pulling at the phone and getting it lined up you may have, just may not be but um yeah, it is a little bit, um, yeah, the convenience factor and it being head-mounted does add a bit of, um, like, performance. I want to ask you, Kevin, if, if it's okay to ask about GPS, because there's been an interesting story going around, of course, the news that when Ira was launched on the glasses, one thing that it can't do at the moment, at least, is locate you via GPS, or I, I don't really understand that, how this works, but essentially the glasses and the phone, if they're connecting to the app, to the IRA service, the IRA agent can't see your location via the glasses at the moment. That's something that IRA and Envision are working on together via 
the Google Glass platform that they're running this on. Uh, but outside of Ira, can you navigate using Envision? No, not because I um, there's not a GPS um, like built into the Envision glasses. So there's not necessarily like any like where am I or look around or turn by turn um, per se on Envision glasses. And and that's that's the interesting bit here, isn't it, Sean? Because you know, for a lot of people, that that might be one reason why they would want this. I guess I'm starting to realise this is really a separate platform, isn't it? It's a it's, it's separate to your smartphone. Yes, it will use the connection of your smartphone to to get connection to the outside world. You're connecting to your your phone essentially as a, as a hotspot, really, rather than than the, the the brains of the device being on the glasses. That's what I'm getting from this. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the whole. That's the sort of beauty of it really this is a standalone device you can take these out without a smartphone if there was a you know a wi-fi connection uh, available or just, you, you could take a, one of those little hotspot dongles you know those little hotspot dongles you yeah, get exactly right yeah, yeah that's, that's right as long as it's got a, a wi-fi connection to connect to to get access to the internet uh, the the glasses are absolutely happy but yeah we were talking about this before Stephen. and i i thought that maybe the google glasses themselves being the enterprise edition may have had gps built in but maybe that's a bit much of an ask considering how much power gps you know the battery power it takes up so um yeah I, I, that is a, that is a limitation though and, and hopefully um we will get that soon because that is one of the big attractions for me is is ira being able to look exactly where you are through the gps and say okay you want to get to here i'll give you directions it's a fantastic thing that they offer and it's it's something that we really need on the envision glasses as well with the ira service so how do you navigate currently kevin do you just use your smartphone and and say a pair of airpods or bluetooth headphones that kind of thing yeah i use my smartphone with like airpods or the bose frames and um navigate that way that was definitely one of the benefits of the glasses form factor that ira had before that it would sync up with the gps since it was connected to your phone um so i'm confused by this sorry kevin i'm I'm very confused here i mean it's not the first time um no but i i just wonder how how are they going to if ira and envision are saying this is something they're working on and the GPS capability is not inside the glasses. How are they going to marry the two up? I'm confused. They would have to sync it with the phone, but if you don't have your phone with you and there's no GPS, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm confused by this because if, if they're saying no. it's, it's capable, it must it must because I think a lot of people because we've we're so used to this with wearable tech, right? That if you buy an Apple Watch, yes, okay, it can do a lot of things on its own. It may even have its own SIM card in it, but ultimately, you need to pair it with an iPhone for it to work. And that's the same with Android watches. That's the same with other wearables at the moment. Whereas the Envision glasses, which are Google Glass Enterprise, they kind of live in a world of their own. That's why they can work with iOS and Android, right? I'm kind of figuring all this out as I go. So I feel like it's a day of learning for me over here. <laughs> well done. It's a beautiful thing. Isn't it beautiful? Your beautiful mind just opening up. Uh, yeah. Like they, uh, That's what the noise is. You, you need... can hear it turning. <laughs> <laughs> when we spoke to uh, Janine Stanley from Ira, she was saying about, you know, they are working on this. I think they recognise how important GPS connectivity is. And I think it will just be a case of opening up some sort of, you know, uh, chat between the app, Ira app on your phone and recognising the Envision glasses and being able to, you know, when it's asked to send the GPS signal across, or at least the coordinates of where you're at when, when they're when they're asked. So, wouldn't, it, wouldn't it have been easier just to actually have the app on the phone connect to the glasses separately? Would that not have made more sense? Well, yeah, no, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying they will do. But I, I don't think... Look, the, the, the thing is that the whole point of trying to get standalone wearable glasses, all we care about is the camera, right? And currently, there's no way to get a, a reliable camera signal to, let's say, your iPhone yeah, without connecting it through a cable. The, 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 the Wi-Fi just isn't quick enough or, or whatever it is, or it'd be too too much of a, a battery drain. There's no way to do it. So they do need to run it on on device. So they couldn't use the IR app and just say, here's an external camera, a wireless external camera, because that, that technology just isn't up to what we need it to be at the moment. So that's why they're running it on the Google Glasses themselves. Um, so the GPS, I don't see it being a big issue, though. I think, yeah, you know, we always carry our phones around with us anyway. So um, 
I think I'm not, I'm not bothered about the quickly. GPS on the phone or, or where it comes. I just want it to be available so that if I make that call to an agent and I, because I, this is how I'm going to use it. It will be. It will, all right, well, calm down. Good. It will be. Good. <laughs> all right. Because I'm going to fall out with someone otherwise. I'm not happy about this. <laughs> well, they did say there's a workaround, didn't they? You could jump off the IRA app on your Google glasses, on your Envision glasses, mm. sorry, and open up the IRA app on your smartphone, connect to an agent and get the GPS signal so they get it, uh, your your position, your and then yeah. jump off that call and start IRA up on the Envision glasses again. Um, and hopefully you would get the same agent and they would able you'd be able to carry on. So it's a bit of a clunky and it's not elegant for a workaround at all. But I, they're going to fix this. this. They will get this working. I've got absolutely no doubt. Okay, so you know, you've talked a lot, Kevin, about the, the various features and the wonderful features that exist on Envision itself, so that and that's brilliant to hear about. But what about Ira? Have you tried that? Have you had a, a bit of a play? Have you connected with agents? And how has the how have the calls gone? Have they been able to see what you need to see? Okay. Yeah, it, it's been a really great experience, and I've um, when I've called uh, agents both during the beta as well as when it's been out, and uh, but they were all really impressed with just how great the field view is and um, how clear everything was, and. They were able to hear me pretty well, and I was able to hear them, uh, the agents, nice and clearly. The, um, it works well in kind of more like simple and kind of quiet environments. I found like if I'm more in a busy like area, I've tried it in mall, in a mall for example, and just with it being noisier and just kind of a busier place, it just gets a little trickier to um, for like the agents to be able to hear me because the the microphone isn't um yeah i don't think it does well with the kind of voice isolation a lot of background noise but um if you're in kind of uh yeah but for the most part it's a really great experience you sound really positive about it i mean i'm not saying i'm surprised by that you know i just i think you sound it, surprised but, but <laughs> <laughs> i just think it, it's very early days with this tech isn't it i mean you know we kind of all expected i think i don't know about you kevin but i certainly felt i know we've talked about this plenty sean where we kind of were waiting for Apple to deliver the answer to this, and it hasn't come along. And what we've seen over the last year is this weird out of left field kind of move from all these tech companies, these specialist tech companies or assistive tech companies, creating the answer to our problems. And it's it's early days. There's a lot of development. Obviously, a company like Envision won't have the resources of Apple or a Google or anyone else. You know, they're working on this the best they can with the team they have. And it's actually working well, you know? So th- that is a bit surprising, actually. And it kind of makes me wonder if Apple ever do come up with what we might think is the solution. <laughs> it's too late. We've already got it. We've all spent our money. We've bought our Envision glasses. So screw it. We don't <laughs> need your Apple glass. You can you can shove it. Uh, can I just say, Mr. Cook, if you're listening, <laughs> I would love a pair of Apple glasses. Don't send them to Stephen. Thank you. <laughs> oh, they never send me anything anyway. Why do they care? <laughs> Kevin, I, look, I... I what it comes down to, because, you know, we can't get away from the price of these. But I, I like you, I'll be honest, you know, when the Envision glasses were announced, I thought, oh, these are cool. But there wasn't enough there over just using, you know, Envision on my smartphone to make me go out and get some until Ira was announced. That does seem to be the killer app, the killer feature for these. Um, do you, are you happy with your outlay? on buying these glasses do you think the you know the, the usefulness is justified the price yeah definitely between the level of like convenience the experiences and the access that i've been able to have through the envision glasses i would definitely say so between even before ira was there and um kind of leading up to it being available it's definitely been a worthwhile experience i'm definitely happy with it and um yeah, I mean, it, it worked out too that uh, between the uh, IRA announcement coming to Envision classes, they also dropped the price by I think a thousand dollars or so. Mm. Yeah, that was that was and that was a big deal, wasn't it, for a lot of people? And of course, if you sign up now, I think you get what two hundred minutes of IRA usage added onto your uh, account, your IRA account as well, which is great because those minutes don't expire. So you know, if you do buy it, you get that benefit as well, which is great. Um, Kevin, while I've got you, I just want to ask you about the dot pad because this is something we talked about last season on Double Tap TV. We've got a hands-on demo coming up on this season of Double Tap TV, Tuesday's 8 p.m. Eastern on AMI TV. Just saying, you know, in case you've missed it. 
uh, and on the MITV app and on the YouTube channel. There, I think. Has that crossed everything off? Is everybody What's happy? What's the YouTube channel? It's, it's uh, just got double tap on air. Oh, beautiful. Why because not as I keep subscribe? telling you, Sean Priest, every single yes. episode, we are yes. across social media on double mm. tap on air. All right. Okay. Yeah. I only see I it know every that show. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. I noticed my email changed to double tap on air and, and no one told me, so I don't know. I think we did tell you. The problem is we emailed you. We'll leave you. that alone. We, we emailed an argument you to tell you and you didn't get the email. Uh, but then you didn't read emails, so how would we know? Anyway, never mind. Dolly. Let's not fight sorry. in front of a guest. Shh, it's not nice. Shh. No, sorry. Carry on. Kevin, tell us about the, the dog pad. pad. <laughs> Let's talk about the dog yeah, pad. So maybe, maybe first off, explain to our, our audience what the, the dog pad is. Uh, so the dot pad is a tachographics display. Um, it is able to basically have a pin, a, an array of pins raised and lower to show a tactile representation of like images, icons, or kind of whatever visual elements that are um, is focused on by the screen reader. Um, so I'll kind of give a physical description of the size of it. It's it's like nine inches by 11 um, and like an inch and a quarter thick. So kind of similar to the size of like almost like a Pine iPad Pro, but a little bit thicker. Um, and then like the top two thirds of it mostly has the tactile graphics display. And then there's a row of six um, nav kind of buttons used for navigation and interaction. And then there's a 20 cell um Braille display used for rendering text or kind of showing whatever the text is. Um, but yeah, the main kind of cool part is really the tactile graphics part. Um, so I, like most probably voiceover or screen reader users tend to um, may get like images or screenshots without alt text and be like, oh, okay, this is doesn't have any meaning or description. So I'm guess I'm just going to not know what's in here or just this mm -hmm. isn't meaningful to me. So I'm just going to skip past it or, um, um, but the cool thing with some like with the dot pad is it's reversed that are kind of flipped it on, on its head that I've been curious and kind of wanted to go out and explore what icons, images, or when people send screenshots, I'm like, let me connect it to my dot pad and let me see what that looks and feels like. And, it's really cool to be able to get the like the layout and the structure and to get the feel for all these different things, these visual things that have been out there forever, um, but we just haven't had access to. Um, and I really would describe it as like, for the longest we've had access to uh, text using our screen readers and um, similar to going for like the command line interface. I mean, we've basically had that and now we've had now have access to like a GUI. So graphical interface, it's making that graphics accessible in a tactile form. That's a really good analogy. I, I like that. Yeah, absolutely. I understand that. How, how, how easy is it to, to get a, if someone sent you a screenshot, could you feel that enough to describe it back to them? No. Um, so the reason for that is because it is early days, it more gives a, like a really low resolution, kind of just a basic layout and structure. A lot of the context and details of what, what the specific label is or what things are, aren't there. Um, but using it in combination of, let's say, for example, someone does send a screen screenshot at least i'm able to kind of feel the layout and the shape of it and then if there is the text content or if i use something like pairing up with ira i'm able to go to like the parts of it and have them describe okay here in the top left or this thing that you should feel going a thin line going halfway across or, or this um little part in the um, bottom left um, is like the radio buttons or this part here is the paragraph or this part here is like the chart or um, kind of be able to feel and trace those different areas provides like a much more clear um, image of what things are. So it, it's like the reverse of typically I would have to ask people to describe images and then imagine it and kind of piece it together and like just have a mental picture of that. Mm. And now mm -hmm. I'm able to yeah. trace this um tactile graphic and point and say what's this what's here and what's there and now i'm able to know exactly what's where and 
um, place it more exactly and um, associate those um, contexts and details to that actual yeah, image. You, you uh, kind of need a sense of what you're looking at or feeling. Yeah. Right? You, you kind of need that context. And that context helps you understand the image a bit more. If someone sends yes. you something, like Sean says, you know, someone sends you a graphic and says, hey, what is this, Kevin? And you go, I have no idea. Is that an elephant or is it a tree or is it a building or, you know, what is this thing? Um, so, yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, you know, we've got to come on again soon, Kevin, uh, because there's so much we could talk about. And, you know, I'm really interested in the whole dot pad thing because that really is quite an incredible device. So, so please come back soon, Kevin. Thank you so much for coming on to Double Tap today. Definitely. Thank you. Uh, Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, Sean, that's it for today. Um, what a great show. What We've learned a lot. We have learned things on this show. We must stop this because uh, I know, it's, it's getting It's a, le- unner- it's getting it's a learning experience for us both, Stephen Scott, and hopefully for our listeners. Yeah, Look, I, you know, there's so much kit out there. It's so great to talk to someone who's actually got hands-on. We, we yeah. talk so often about, you know, oh, have you heard about this? Have you heard about it? Sounds good. But getting someone who's actually used it, I mean, you know, there's nothing like it. So thanks to Kevin there. Absolutely. Well, uh, thank you for listening once again. Remember, you can keep us... In the loop uh, on your thoughts and everything you're hearing and send us your feedback as well. Exactly what Kevin did. He emailed in with uh, his thoughts. Feedback at ami.ca. You can call us on that number, which is... <laughs> the number is, is just causing us nothing but confusion <laughs> here at Double Tap. one 803 Have you got that in your mind now? one 803 I've told everyone who emailed in, Sean, that it was your fault. Uh, but that we got it wrong. So, you know, just so you know, it's, you know, I know it's not your Thank fault. You. I'm just telling people that. Okay. Right. Good. I don't have that power. They don't let, let, let me near the telephone. <laughs> so I have no idea. Um, 1877 803 Got it. There you go. Uh, you also find us on social media, across social media at Double Tap on Air. We're back tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at ami.ca. We'll be right back. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit ami.ca. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.